Welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you focus on what matters. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I'm here with the lovely uh, Melanie Montgomery, and we are from the Shondell Group, where we help your uh, leadership get to the next level, both individually, as a team, and as an organization. And how are you today, Melanie? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I just love doing this with you. And you and Alan just rocked it last week while I was sick as a dog in bed. So I I actually am. It's really fun to be with you, but you guys nailed it. We were having so much fun. We lost track of time and all of a sudden it was 45 minutes in. (laughs) Man, I love this team. It's just such a joy. And uh, I'm just happy that Shondell Group has uh, just so many beautiful people and souls in it. Well, I'm excited to get into the content today because we are taking a group of HR and uh, managing directors through an incredible class on called, we call it the science of self through emotional intelligence. And it just is sparring so many amazing questions um, for us that when we come to the podcast talking about emotional intelligence, um, they're just great questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think the one that I'm really doubling down on is what is the middle part of emotional intelligence with motivation? And so I thought we could do a quick review on them. So maybe I'll take the review and then I'll kick it over to you to really dig into the motivation piece. But the five parts of of emotional intelligence, which we measure through either a standalone emotional intelligence assessment or the Clarity Plus report with uh, the DISC driving forces EQ all together, which I personally love because I love the language when they mix all three. But the first part is basically measuring about ourselves and the self-awareness is, and if you don't start with self-awareness, if you don't have self-awareness, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> okay. So if, when you have self-awareness, then you are able to know wow, I am getting triggered. Wow. I am going from a clear, happy state of mind to being cloudy, distorted, or wow, I am red. I am hot. I am out of my mind. And so I'm not going to be making good decisions. And when that self-awareness is so prevalent, we then know, and this is the key to how to get back to clear, back to green, back into that state where we can make awesome decisions and not from a triggered state. And so that tool right there, after we have self-awareness is self-regulation. In that self-regulation, that's where we know that no matter what's happening, we need to stop. (laughs) We got to stop, pause, you know, reorient ourselves so that we can be in a place that we get our amygdala under control. So the amygdala is the, what we call the emotional warehouse. And it is the part of your brain that is searching for danger. Is there a threat here? Is there not? So I always love looking back in our caveman days where we would go, ooh, brown bear need to run for my life. Now it's, ooh, email, ooh, text, ooh, I lost that sales. Oh my gosh, I locked my keys in my car. (laughs) That's always mine. All those different pieces that really send us into a triggered state or just a tone of voice in someone. Um, How about when I have such anxiety that I can't see straight anymore and it reminds me of a childhood memory or even maybe I didn't even know that childhood memory was there. All sorts of things in life trigger us. 
And when we work on our self-awareness, we are then very clued in uh, by using our self-regulation tools. And then comes the motivation, which I'm going to kick over to you. But first, let's look at then what happens is once I have that self-awareness, I know how to lower my um, temperature. I know how to get out of a triggered state. I know how to show compassion to myself, comfort for myself. Then I can do that for other people. So then I look at Melanie and I can do my social awareness and go, Melanie, how's your day? Like, are you doing okay? And then I can use my social regulation to just uh, double down on that empathy and be able to help you become your best self. And so that's kind of how um, those four work together. But right smack dab in the middle is this magical motivation piece. And so, Melanie, why don't you talk a little bit about that? That's our third internal, but it's a different one and I like it. So hit, hit us up. Yeah. So motivation is such a powerful um, component of emotional intelligence that often we don't really understand and we don't know what it means. And so when we don't know that, then obviously we can't work on it. So the motivation really digs into, are we able to uh, keep going on a path or move through barriers even when we're not motivated to do so. So we all have our drivers, you know, we're motivated by different things within our lives of what's important to us. And when we have to do something that doesn't fit into our motivation, it maybe is something that fits into that thing of it steals my joy. Um, Am I able to still do said task and get through it? Or do I give up pretty easily because I'm not motivated to do it? And how much can I lean into moving forward through those hardships to really get to the end goal when it doesn't spark some of that other motivation within me? Yeah. Yeah. And this is a big one because like I uh, am a highly motivated person, as most people would know in my life, but my motivation skill score is not is a little bit lower than I had anticipated until I got really studying it, got really into it. And then I can definitely confirm it because when I hit obstacles um, and they are not one of my things that really motivate me, you know, I get really frustrated and it's an area that I've been working on, but I am not motivated at times to press through people issues. Like I just get irritated. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm trying, what you would might think comes into my self-regulation but actually I'm really good at regulating myself. It's that I don't have the motivation, which I e patience and that bigger goal in mind to then put up with stuff. And that's a good way to say it. And I'm not, I mean, this is not something I'm bragging about. <laughs> it's an area for me to really get good at. Um, on the other hand, I, on, on the other hand, I'm not motivated by money uh, or uh, different things, even my motivate. Like I have my spiritual life, my deep uh, mission in life, my goals, my family, like that is what really motivates me. And so when I don't achieve my outward goals, like my business goals or whatever, I have such depth that I have that to actually help me overcome where I'm not just always chasing a goal either. So you can look at both sides of that and depending on what mood I'm in, where I'm at. And then other people I know, they just bust through any kind of barrier. And I love that about them. Yeah. And I think motivation also talks through 
how motivated are we to accomplish hard things when we're going through emotions? You know, I can look back at, at my career and there were a lot of things that I didn't love to do that I had to do for my job. And I can think of a lot of times where I something happened and it triggered emotions in me and I got frustrated. Maybe I got into the yellow or the red and I was just done for the rest of the day. I was like, I'm going to I'm not going to do this task list that I'm supposed to do because I just don't have the motivation to get through this thing that I don't want to do when my emotions are high. So yeah. I would often like put some things that I didn't want to do on the side and lean into the things that I like to do, which, you know, when that happens every once in a while, okay, take an hour to maybe do something that makes you happy. But do you have the motivation to push through? Like something is due and I'm emotionally not in the best place. Do I still do it? Do I still push through and make sure that I'm getting things done? Or do I let myself give up and say, I'm, I can't do this. I'm not in the right state and just walk away from something that, that has to get done. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. And this is where I think, you know, coaching comes in mm-hmm. because we find that a lot of people come to us or even in our times that uh, I shared with you before, where I would just not be in a good place, like those different places, like we need a coach or, and you know, you don't have to like hire a Shondell group coach, although we're very good at what we do, <laughs> um, but you can have a mentor, you can have someone, but they have to help you get to your goals. Like you've got to have then that outward motivation, that inward, if you will, like you want to want to do it, but you need help doing it. That's where coaching comes in because we help people get from where they are to where they want to be and help overcome those obstacles. What are some other areas do you think people could really grow in their motivation if it's lower? No, I think the point that you brought up about having a coach, I think that we can expand a little bit on that to say, look at who we're surrounding ourselves with especially in the difficult times, because if my emotions are high and I go to you, Shondell, and I'm so upset and I'm complaining and I'm leaning into that victim thinking and I'm saying, poor me, if you encourage that with me, it's only going to make it worse. But when I come to you and I'm stressed out, you're going to listen and then you're say, okay, Melanie, like, what are we going to do now to take those forward? How are we going to overcome this? And when we're surround ourselves with people that are really looking for solutions and are helping us to challenge ourselves, that can go a long way because then we have this group of people that's saying, I hear you, what you're saying is valid, I get that, and how can I help you now to take that next step and be successful? And Mm -hmm. I think just that whole circle of people that we have around us has to be those uplifting people. Um, Or maybe just don't go to those other people when we're upset because then they just can bring us down and help us stay in that emotionally heightened state instead of really saying, how do I move through this in a positive way? Yeah. So these all worked. That was great. That was so well said. And how they work together is you're just, you're painting the picture right now. Is it when I have self-awareness and I'm keeping my emotion. So I'm really working on it. Let's just say if I have a you know problem with my motivation skill, well, I need to go over to my self-awareness skill and I do, okay, am I burning myself out? Am I tired? Do I have the emotional margin? There is the good word that I can take on difficult things. And do I have the space, the energy, the health, and what can I do to increase that um, margin 
so that when something is difficult, I have enough to get through it. I think that is the key. And again, we're always, we just default right back to that self-awareness so that we can keep growing. And I I mean, really, when I got my first motivation skill and I was, I shared just a few seconds ago about what that was about, it really helped me realize like, you know what, I kind of do wuss out on things at times, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I just can't, I I'm not patient. And I realized, oh, that's because I'm so tired. I mm-hmm. just don't have it to deal with that today. And then that is what, where I started. All right. Slayton at the time I was a Slayton. Mm-hmm. You need to get your margin. Like you can't just get frustrated that quickly. So, yeah. Well, and you know, I think that just like in your body, when you have one muscle that's a little weaker, the other ones will compensate. And so you're doing okay there. It's the same thing with a CQ, because if I have really, really great self-awareness, I'm not going to have to lean on my vo- my motivation as much because I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to say, this is what I can't handle. And I'm going to really start regulating. And so my self-regulation, when that's up, I'm able to really say, okay, I don't, I have a control over what I'm doing and I'm really um, in tune with it. I'm doing the things that I need to do. So I don't have to lean on that motivation skill as much because I'm not putting myself in that position as much. And so sometimes if we have really high motivation, that can mean that maybe we aren't practicing our self-awareness or self-regulation. I'm saying I'm just going to lean on that motivation and get through all these hard things instead of trying to figure out how do I actually gain self-awareness and self-regulation. You know, what's interesting as you were talking, it reminded me of some couples that I've done where um, let's just, I'll just take one that I was coaching the husband who was a CEO and that was my client. And he would just, you know, be so frustrated at his wife because his wife couldn't reach her goals or whatever. And I would like cock my head and go, what is your problem, dude? Because I would, what I realized is she was doing all the work in the home. And so, yeah, he had plenty of energy and plenty of space to go after and be goal oriented. But what he wasn't doing is have the self-awareness to take some of those burdens off his wife Mm -hmm. so that she could do the same thing. Instead, just critical, you don't want to learn and grow, you don't want to do, and I'm like, well, that's because she has no energy. Like she has babies, you know, Mm -hmm. like who can do that? So it's an also a really good thing to realize, like how do we use all of these together? And um, they definitely build on each other. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really, I think, important as we talk through the motivation to say, how do we really build our grit, which is a lot of what that motivation is, getting through things that are hard mm-hmm. and build tools so that we don't have to go through as many hard things. I look back and I'm like, you know, if I would have learned how to set boundaries 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had to lean into that motivation so much. And so how do we make sure that we're really um practicing all of those things and building all of those muscles so that we don't have one compensating for another. That's such a good point. That's great. Oh, I love this stuff, Melanie. And I just, I love hearing your perspective on it uh, because we, we come at it from different perspectives, but the same experience of like, man, we gotta, we, we are very motivated women and we get stuff done, but we are also finding the areas that get in our way on it. And again, having that self-awareness is going to be the key. So 
I think it's time to land the plane. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm really glad that we spent some time talking about this because you're right, Shonda, we're really opposite in how we approach this one where I've really built that motivation and not the self-awareness and you're the other way around and we have those different experiences and I hope that we're able to speak to both of them today. Yeah, yes. And what are you motivated by? Like, and that is where, again, those driving forces that uh, in the clarity uh, plus report is so helpful because it gives words to what motivates you. And then are you able to really help and grow your self-awareness so that you know, when you've done too much, you have, you're too tired. You don't have the patience because it's hard to go after your goals when you're worn out. Um, What would you want the uh, listeners to walk away with? Yeah, I think just being really mindful of how our mindsets shift when we start to get into that emotional state and how we have to be really cognizant about where we are and how to get back. Because we talk a lot about getting our body back, getting our emotions back. But I think the last thing for me is that mindset where I might have just checked out after that. And once my body's calm and my feelings are calm, and now I need to be like, okay, Melanie, like get back on track. Really being aware of of how we're moving forward after we we hit a bump. Oh, that is so good. So once you know that your amygdala has been ignited, you know there's four hours that you're going to lose your brain for, then how are you going to spend those four hours? And then let's make sure we get back in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good closing comment. Um, and I think anyone who's really interested in knowing more of this, you know, um, there's so many amazing things online, but we do have our science of self class that we really certify people in this so that they can really learn and grow and, um, really take their learning to the next level. And, um, yeah, and I think we're probably doing another one in probably what, two months, three months. So there's time for people to really think about it and sign up for the summer one. Right. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that's great about that class is it not only elevates us, but it also helps us to gain tools to help others grow. And as leaders, that's so important is not only to be great leaders ourselves, but how do we get everyone else to elevate too with us? I love it. That is such a good point. Well, I think that wraps us up until next week. And uh, so we hope that you will subscribe. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can follow us on a, on a podcast. If you're here podcast, we're throwing it up on YouTube and we're just really excited to be in relationship with all of you. So Uh, You can check us out, shondellgroup.com. And as always, be the best you can be today. Bye-bye.